Okay, so how I think I'm going to do these podcasts is I am American, but um, I, I have a good enough impression of a British accent to where I think for some of the dialogue, it might just come out. Like, so I think that that's what ju- I'm just going to do for like a minute is speak with a british accent for the dialogue but you guys can leave comments tell me if you just prefer if i spoke in my normal voice um so yeah let's get started chapter one summer 1971 Sirius black was awake he doubted that he would ever sleep again his entire body was alive with energy buzzing as if he could feel the magic fizzing in his veins this was unfortunate as it was well past midnight and there was nothing to do but lie in bed. His mother had begun sending Creature, the wretched little snitch, to check in on him after one fateful night when she discovered Sirius under the covers with a muggle magazine. She had been furious, ranting about how her niece was poisoning his mind and contaminating the purity of the black family. There had also been a lot of dramatas perverted obsession with mundanity, a line which Sirius thought his cousin would actually find quite funny. It wasn't funny when Walpurga was screaming it, though her face twisted up into a frightening snarl. The magazine wasn't even Andromeda's. Sirius had nicked it from a bin two weeks back. He'd shown it to Reg and they'd laugh about the silly, unmoving pictures. Tonight, though none of that mattered, because tomorrow... Tomorrow, Sirius was going to Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Just thinking the name made him giddy, and he grinned up at the dark paneled ceiling of his room. He felt like laughing. He wanted to throw off the covers and jump up and down on the overlarge mattress. Hogwarts. It was all he'd wanted since he could remember, the shining light at the end of what felt like a very dark tunnel. All summer, he'd been up at the crack of dawn, racing downstairs to check the post. His mother's sharp reprimands that he behave with decorum had not been enough to thwart his excitement, nor had the punishments she doled out when her commands went ignored. He didn't care about washing a few dishes or dusting a few old cabinets. The fact that the chores were the worst of it made Sirius think that, secretly, his mother must have been just a tiny bit excited too, maybe even proud of him, just a little. Surely, if she was truly angry, she'd have done much worse. When the letter did come, Sirius had whooped with joy and grabbed Reggie's hands, swinging them around in circles until they collapsed on the living room floor, giggling. Can you believe it, Reg? I'm really off to Hogwarts. Sirius had sighed blissfully. His little brother smiled, although there was a hungry glint in his eyes as he stared at the letter clutched in Sirius's hands. I wish I could go with you. He said, rolling over so that he was lying on his back, staring up at the ceiling. Oh, come on, you'll be there in a year. And we'll be housemates, living in the dorms together. And I can show you around and all that, tell you which professors are nice and all that. Regulus dug his fingers into the plush carpet beneath them. Suppose, he said. Then, after a short pause, won't be the same round here without you, though. Sirius stiffened. Of course it won't, he said. Be a lot more boring, eh? Even to his own ear, the cheer sounded forced. But Reggie smiled valiantly. Yeah, he said, right. They left it at that. While Perja Black refused to take her son's shopping in Diagon Alley. 
and Sirius knew better than to think that any amount of pleading or bar- bargaining would change her mind. The noble black family was above mixing with the crowds of half-bloods and mud-bloods that were sure to flood the place. She said it was bad enough the state Dumbledore had let things get at Hogwarts. I mean, really. She sniffed over dinner the night that Sirius received his letter. They used to have standards. Maybe a few half-bloods here and there. But I heard from Domina Lestrange that nearly a quarter of the incoming class are mudbloods. Can you imagine? Her husband nodded solemnly in agreement, mouth twisting as though he had just eaten something sour. Serious? He turned to his son. You're to stay away from those sort, understand? Yes, Sirius muttered, poking unenthusiastically at his dinner. He was secretly quite curious about Muggleborns. He never met one before. His parents insisted that they were all incompetent. They were the dregs of wizard kind. But if so many were getting into Hogwarts, they couldn't all be awful, could they? And if Andromeda had run off to marry a Muggle-born, then there had to be something interesting about them, didn't there? Otherwise, why go through all the fuss? Well, Purja tutted loudly. Sit up straight, boy, and stop playing around with your food this instant. Sirius straightened immediately and hated himself for it. He let his shoulders slouch forward a bit, defiantly, but his mother didn't seem to notice this small rebellion. She was going, she was still going on about Hogwarts. I mean, what's next? Goblins? House elves? Dumbledore has to draw the line somewhere. So, there was no Diagon Alley for Sirius. The black family's private seamstress came to measure him out for a new set of robes, and while Purge sent Creature out with the new list of books and supplies that Sirius would need, he didn't even get to choose his own owl from the black family owlery. His parents saw to that, presenting him with a spiteful beast that nipped at his fingers whenever he went to open the cage. The only good part was the wand. It was a black family heirloom, stored away until the heir came of age to use it. Even though Sirius had turned 11 in November of 1970, his mother had refused to let him touch it until the summer before he left for Hogwarts. A wand is earned, she said to him, voice cold and as sharp as ice, when he opened the empty box on his birthday. For the rest of the year, any bad behavior was met with threats. You are the heir to this family, Sirius. If you don't wish to accept the responsibilities that come with the title, then you will never earn the privileges it bestows either. Sirius tried his best. Really, truly, he did. He sat in lessons. He and Regulus were homeschooled. Another reason Sirius was dying to get to Hogwarts. Aside from the children of other stuffy purebud families, Sirius had never been able to make any friends of his own age. He parroted back his parents' teaching in his essays. He memorized family trees and French conjugation. He wrote few letters to Andromeda, and he was sneakier about sending them. It was never enough, of course. There were still the arguments and the punishments and the nights when he climbed into bed, wincing on bandaged legs. Sometimes Sirius hated himself for his inability to just let go, to give in and play the proper son that he knew his parents so desperately wanted. He wished he could exercise the stubborn part of his heart that screamed at injustice, the bit that felt like a kick in the gut. That isn't fair. That's wrong. The infuriating instinct to just scream no. But he couldn't ignore it. 
No matter how hard he tried, the more Sirius attempted to fit in, the more aware he became of his complete inability to do so. Like trying to jam a puzzle piece into a board when it wasn't shaped right. For the entire year, Sirius felt like something with its edges scraped raw. Still, he managed. He was good, mostly. Good enough that when the time finally came, he got his wand. While Persia insisted on traditional bestowal ceremony, which meant all of the family members Sirius hated and the stuffy, starched dress robes and hours of speeches about purity and lineage and the black family name, he tried not to squirm too much. Just a few more weeks. A few more weeks and I'm going to Hogwarts. It was actually quite nerve-wracking having to stand in front of all his relatives and take the wand. Sirius had never touched it, had never even seen it, but he was well aware of the age-old motto, the wand chooses the wizard. What if it, what if this wand didn't choose him? What if it could sense that there was something wrong, that he didn't fit in? As Sirius stood to accept the crystalline case, it felt like a distinct possibility. For a moment, as he opened the box, he was sure the wand would reject him proving to his family once and for all the secret fear that that curled hidden in his heart that Sirius wasn't truly worthy of blame, being a black at all that he never would be there was an oath that he was supposed to say Sirius recited the memorized words more horseshit about family legacy blood purity blah 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 without thinking about them instead he stared down at the wand it was elm nine and a half inches dragon heart string the wood had a beautiful finish it seemed to glow softly in the light as Sirius finished his oath his family chanted toujours pour toujours pour he repeated his throat had gone dry there was a short pause Sirius looked up and met his mother's eyes she was frowning glaring meaningfully at their assembled relatives who were all waiting for him to do something while Perja raised her eyebrow slightly as if to say, Just pick up the bloody thing! So he did. There was a rush of heat, of energy, a sort of tingle, as if stars were shooting up his fingertips, spreading through his entire body. Sirius gasped, smiling. The wand seemed almost to hum in his hand, as if it were greeting an old friend. It chose me, Sirius thought giddy as if in response a stream of light burst out from the wand Sirius felt a tug in his gut like something was pulling the magic out of him it wasn't forceful more guiding like a wand was showing him what to do he released a startled laugh following the wand's lead pushing more magic out into dizzy spirals of tiny fireworks that leapt away from the wood to crackle over his relative's head there were hums of awe and delight, scattered applause, a buzz of chatter as people began to disperse, turning to talk and find refreshments, now that the ceremony was over. When Sirius looked up again, his mother was smiling. There was still something of a smirk about it, while Perja Black was beautiful, but there was nothing kind in her features. The tilt of her lips meant that any smile looked somewhat haughty at best, but it was proud undeniably it was proud and it was directed at him well now she sniffed a smile still playing across her lips you may just make a fine air yet Sirius felt as if his heart might burst with joy 
And that is the end of that first chapter. Okay, so I think it's really... I think it's kind of sad, him and Regulus, him leaving Regulus behind. It's kind of a thing with all older siblings, but, you know, and then, like, the one chose him, so that's cool. Anyways, um, let me know what you think about the accent. Should I just, like, do it in my regular voice? Let me know, and I'll see you in chapter two.